I'd like to welcome you to Rad Real Estate. Each episode, you'll join me while I do a deep dive into various topics related to selling and buying real estate. I'll talk about the state of the market, how to negotiate a contract, getting a home ready to sell, what to look for when buying, how to buy with a builder and what to expect, what's in the economic news, market trends, and how it all relates to real estate. I'm your host, Richard Dombrowski, and this is Rad Real Estate. Well, hello there, folks, and thank you once again for tuning in to Rad Real Estate. Today's episode is Commissions Explained. Well, we're going to jump right in and talk about what is a real estate commission. And it is defined as the payment to a brokerage for assistance with a purchase or sale. And why does a brokerage get the commission? Well, it's because the brokerage is responsible for the transaction. And by law, it's the only entity that can be paid for a real estate transaction in the state of Florida. Actually, an attorney can be paid for a real estate transaction, but uh, for the purposes of this episode, we're going to talk about real estate brokerages. Now, once the brokerage is paid the real estate commission, they in turn pay the real estate agent or realtor for the transaction. And the real estate brokerage takes a particular cut depending on what their arrangement is with that real estate agent. And those particular percentages vary from brokerage to brokerage. So who pays the commission ultimately typically the seller pays when you're selling your home you put it on the market one of the expenses that you anticipate or should calculate in your expenses is the real estate commission and on rare rare occasions the buyer may pay a commission to their agent but it's it's very very rare Uh, Is the commission negotiable? And the answer to that question is yes. And in the state of Florida, antitrust laws prohibit real estate brokerages from fixing, in quotes, the commission. And by that, I mean brokerages can't conspire to determine what the commission is so that it is the same all the way across the board. It just isn't allowed by law. So each brokerage establishes its own commission, and that's how it works. Now, why would a brokerage negotiate or reduce their commission? I can only think of a handful of reasons. They don't have enough business, so they need to try and stimulate some people to work with them by lowering their commission, or they don't provide enough services, they don't have much broker support for their agents, or they're just not confident in their value or in the value of the service they provide. The reality is that a lot of sellers may ask that question about negotiating commissions because they believe that they could sell their home on their own. For sale by owners is a thing. I mean, it's it's popular. But there are a lot of pitfalls in it, which we've discussed in the past episodes. Buyers will then have no representation if they go it alone Sellers will have no representation. They will have no paperwork 
So they'll have to go do the research, find it online, and hope that they have the right documents in order to be able to sell on their own. And the other thing to consider is that buyers will likely reduce their offer price to a seller based on the fact that there is no real estate agent representing them. In other words, if you're out with your realtor or if you're out on your own and you're trying to buy a home and you know that the seller is not paying a real estate commission, they already have reduced expenses as it pertains to that transaction. So in this market, when things are slowing down a little bit, you're going to already assume that they're getting a bargain by doing this on their own. So you're going to lower the price that you offer for it. So it's just something to consider. Now, when I say before that brokerages might reduce their commission because they don't provide enough services. So what kind of services are we talking about? On the sell side, the services that we provide at Bay Realty are we get professional photos taken. So many times I see where agents take their own photos and it's just abysmal. It is embarrassing to see some of the photos that these real estate agents are taking. It's, uh, I, I just can't stress that enough that it's important to get your photos done by a professional photography company. We put the home in the multiple listing service, which all of us have to do. We're required to do so. And in fact, if the seller doesn't want the home listed in the MLS, which is, I don't know why that would be, but if they didn't, we have to have documentation that says that the seller is requesting that that home doesn't go into the MLS. So now once the home is listed in the MLS, it automatically syndicates out to Realtor.com, Zillow, and Trulia, which is really kind of becoming a... uh, a passe website. Uh, but what we do is we syndicate that listing out to 927 other websites. So that's another service we provide. Another thing we do is we create an in-home flyer or brochure. The reason for this is that so many people come into the home and all they have is the fact sheet or the listing sheet for the particular home which might have a you know a two inch by two inch photo at the front of the house and then all of the statistics or or data about the home and there's nothing memorable about that document so we create an in-home flyer or brochure that somebody could take with them to remember the home We, of course, put a for sale sign on the property and we pay for that sign and we pay for it if it's um, if there are certain customizations that are needed. Some communities have very strict guidelines on what kind of sign they want in their community. So we have to pay to have that sign produced and then installed unless we're installing it ourselves. Another service that we provide is that we send a periodic e-blast flyer out to oh all 17 or 18,000 real estate agents in the Tampa Bay market. Now, of course, they will see the listing once you put it in the MLS, but it's always nice to get a little bit of a 
uh, a showcased item in your email. And that's just another way to highlight the home and get it in front of the real estate agents out there that might have buyers looking in that price range or area or what have you. We also post the listing to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Craigslist, and the Bay Realty website. We want to make sure that it's out there in the social media. Uh, in fact, I remember a very specific situation where I created a video for an open house that I was doing in a community north of Tampa. And someone saw that video, sent it to a friend. That friend reviewed the video, sent it to their realtor, came out and looked at the home in person submitted an offer and the offer was ultimately accepted by the seller. So social media works for sure. I want to let you know that the other thing we do is we personally attend our showings whenever possible. That's the caveat. We have business that we're doing across many different counties and with many different homes, but when Whenever possible, we're going to show up to the showing so that we can explain the features and benefits of the home, so that we can answer questions for a buyer or their realtor about the home, and hopefully do our job in trying to sell that home. And the other thing we do is we constantly monitor the market for any changes. And that's an important factor when you're trying to get your home sold. Because if you have an agent that's not paying attention to what's happening in the market, it could be detrimental to you. As an example, you put your home on the market and there is no competition against you in that community. So you pretty much are one of the very few homes that is available there. But let's say the following week, three or four or five or six homes come on the market and now all of a sudden... You're in competition with them. And what if their price is lower or their home is better because of its features or the view or its proximity to the clubhouse or or any of those factors? Well, if, you, if your agent is not paying attention to that, then you could be sitting there on the market for a while and having no idea why your home is not selling. So it's important to constantly monitor the market for any changes. The other thing that we do is we provide all necessary documentation. And that's important. We provide a listing agreement which explains the relationship between us and you as a seller and the responsibilities we each have in order to get that home sold. It's very important. It talks about the commission rate, who gets paid what. As an example, what does the listing agent get paid of that commission? And what does an agent representing a buyer get paid of that commission? What about a contract? We want to make sure that we have the proper contract or re we are requesting the proper contract from a would-be buyer. Whether that's a standard contract which has built into it certain repair limits uh, financial limits for the seller, or an as-is contract, which means that the buyer is purchasing the home as-is, in quotes, 
but that they have an opportunity to do an inspection to see if there are any repairs or credits that they want to request as a result of those inspections. And we've talked about inspections in past episodes. So that contract is important. The disclosures are important. A lot of people that try to do this selling on their own don't realize that you need to provide a seller's property disclosure that talks about all the things that have happened in the home, whether you've had a roof leak, a roof replacement, whether all the appliances are in working order, and so forth. Otherwise, you could end up with some liability there. If somebody purchases the home, there is no documentation. Now you're in an argument with your buyers, and they're saying, well, you told me everything was in good order and the refrigerator isn't working. Or I didn't realize that there was a leak uh, over the garage. So things like that. Very important to have those disclosures. We also provide a title company referral. So in the state of Florida, we use a title company typically to handle a closing. We also use attorneys, but we use typically a title company. And how would you know as a seller what title company to use? They're not all the same. Now, I will tell you that the rates that they charge are promulgated, meaning they're they're pretty much the same from one title company to the next. They may have some service fees that they include in their uh, fees that they charge to you as a seller, but the big differences are in the service that you get from the title company. And most of us realtors and brokerages have used many, many, many title companies over the years. And so we know which ones do good work and which ones don't do good work. And that's important because what you want once you get under contract is a smooth transaction all the way through to the end. And it's a title company and your realtor that are going to help with that process. We also review the closing documents. So even though the title company puts those documents together and the rates are relatively the same from one title company to the next, you still need somebody that is reviewing those documentations. I'll give you an example of something that I caught relatively recently. And that is that the title company had failed to request an estoppel letter, which is a letter from the homeowners association indicating the standing of the current owner. Are they paid up? Do they have any violations? Do they have any fines? That sort of thing. So the title company had failed to do that in a timely manner. So then it became a rush, in quotes. And a rushed estoppel letter costs more money. Well, the title company put that rushed charge on the seller, which was not a fair thing to do to the seller. So I called up the title company and I said, hey, hey, you really can't add a, a rush fee onto the seller side of this transaction. It's, they had nothing to do with the fact that it was, that the request was delayed. And they said, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. 
And they proceeded to, unbeknownst to me, they put that fee on the buyer side because they felt like, well, it had to get paid, so we're going to put it on the buyer side. Well, the title company didn't realize that I was representing the buyer and the seller in the transaction. And I called them up and said, no, you absolutely cannot charge that fee on either side. If you needed to make a rush on this estoppel letter, then it's on you and your title company, not on the clients. And so they removed the fee. And incidentally, we didn't use that title company anymore. It just wasn't a fair practice. I think that they got busy, forgot to submit. Now there was a fee. They didn't want to tell their boss or something. And so they thought if they snuck it in on the sell or buy side that nobody would notice. But that's one of the reasons that we review the documents and make sure that we're taking care of our clients. The other thing that we do is we attend inspections. And why is that important? Well, sometimes you can answer questions about the inspection or if the inspector has a particular question about the property. It's important to to be able to answer those questions. And I'm not saying that you can answer all the questions because you're there, but it does give support. And you want to make sure that everything is put back to normal once the home has been inspected. Sometimes we'll see inspectors go up into the attic space and then some of the insulation falls on the floor. Well, they need to clean that up. They can't just leave that there like it's like it didn't happen. So we want to make sure that the home is put back into the same condition it was prior to the inspection. The other thing is, recently in an inspection that I did, the inspector indicated that the jacuzzi tub wasn't working. Well, it wasn't, for sure. But in doing some looking around, I discovered that there was a GFCI outlet that was faulty. So it was permanently tripped and wasn't allowing the electric to get to the to the pump for the jacuzzi tub. So that was a simple fix that otherwise would have required an electrician to come out there and find out the same information. And it would have cost a lot more to get that figured out. But then you may ask yourself, what does a buyer's agent do to earn the commission, even from the seller? Because it seems like there's some split loyalties there. If the seller's paying commission, wouldn't the buyer's agent be loyal to the seller? And that's just not how it works. But in any event, on the buy side, what an agent does, what I do, what my agents do is that we schedule showings. So you give us all the criteria that you have for finding a new home and we enter that into our system. And I know you can do that in realtor.com or Redfin or any of those multitude of sites out there. But the good news is, is that if you do that through a realtor, the information is updated every seven minutes, where in those other sites, it's not, it just isn't. So the information isn't as accurate. And some of them are much, much slower. And some of them don't even pay to have the system updated if a home goes pending. So it may look like it's still available to you when actually it had been made pending days or weeks ago. 
once we schedule showings for you because of the homes that we've sent and you decide, okay, I like this one enough to go see it in person, we contact the listing agent, we schedule that showing, we'll schedule a group of showings so that it's the most convenient way on the map uh, to get to each one of them. We'll get the gate codes if there are any, the lockbox codes or combinations. We have a special app that allows us to get into electronic lockboxes. We talk with the agents about the home, if there's anything to know about it in particular, what the motivations are of the seller. Are they looking to move into a retirement home or are they transferring to a new job or what's their timing? Those things are important for when it comes time to submit an offer if we get to that point. Um, we need to understand those intricacies of what the seller's looking for. And of course, when we go through the homes with you, we're not just looking to see how pretty it is and tell you where the kitchen is, which isn't hard to figure out because of where the refrigerator and the oven are. That always cracks me up because agents will bring people through. I've seen it myself where they say, okay, and here's the kitchen and here's the primary suite and it's, you know, things that the average buyer can figure out very easily on their own. But in any event, what I look for when I bring people through is I look for issues in the home. Can I see any water stains on the ceiling? Can I see how old the AC system is? Is it working? Are there bad smells in the home? Can I sense that there's some mildew or mold? Can I see where there may be standing water on the lanai, which may um, be an indicator of some drainage issues? I want to bring somebody through a clubhouse in the community and show them all the things that that particular community has to offer. Pool, bocce ball, pickleball, any of those types of things throughout a community. I want to help my buyers understand all it has to offer as, as we compare those things to other communities and other homes. I'm going to provide mortgage company referrals if my clients are, are going to be needing financing. I will submit the offer and again it will be based on those conversations that I've had with the listing agent and putting together a comparable analysis to see what other homes have sold for in the community and then comparing their features to see what kind of number we should submit our offer at. I want to negotiate the price and the terms so we, we would strategize on how to submit that offer. I would help with a pre-qualification for those of my clients that are using financing to purchase a home. I would provide inspector referrals because you're going to need a general inspection, maybe a wood-destroying organism inspection, or I should say likely a wood-destroying organism inspection, likely a four-point inspection and a wind mitigation inspection for those homes here in Florida. I'm going to provide contacts for all of those with companies that I've used over the years and I know that they're good and reliable. Uh, they don't catch everything. I mean, we're all human, but they do a great job. I'm also going to attend those inspections on behalf of my buyer. And 
that way I would get to ask any questions of the of the inspector to get clarifications on things that that they found and to get a summary of those things now each of those inspectors is going to put together a detailed list of all of the things that they found in their inspection but they'll give a download to verbally so that we can ask any questions that we need to ask so those are the the things that that I do and how I earn my commission and and so when I'm talking with a seller sometimes they'll say hey would you reduce your commission and I say okay of all the things that I'm going to do for you tell me how many of those things you'd prefer that I don't do because they all either cost time or they cost money and I don't want to shortchange my clients. And so I believe that I earn my income. This is what I do full time. And this is my profession, just like an attorney. I would not want to go to an attorney and say, hey, would you discount your your fees? Because they would likely say no. Or what part of my services don't you want? Because I won't provide those to you. And the answer to that is simple. I want all of your services. If I'm hiring you as an attorney, I want you to do it all. Same thing with a realtor. If you're hiring me to sell your home or to help you buy one, I'm going to do everything I can to work on your behalf to help you find a home or help you sell your home. So that is all about commissions being explained. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can reach me at sellingtampabay at gmail.com anytime. I'm so glad that you have listened in again on another episode. And I will look forward to providing you with more information on another topic on Rad Real Estate. And we will see you next time. This has been a Rad Real Estate Podcast in cooperation with Bay Realty of Florida, LLC, a Florida-based real estate company. Episodes are written, directed, and edited by Richard Dombrowski. The views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests of the show and should not be used to make financial decisions or in buying or selling real estate. To find out more information, contact the host directly at bayrealtyofflorida at gmail.com. The theme song is Action by Cube Sounds and can be found on Pixbag.